Why are there elastic pants on this not bike? Happy. I was like, I don't know, I didn't do it. This won't stop pregnancy. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> then an old, there's an old. What is it? I don't know, wives' tale about. Oh, I should have got elastic bands on your penis. Apparently, yeah, like that. So one of the one of the the misnomers. Oh, it's it's an old misnomer, but wow, I never heard that one. Yeah. Like block traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, traffic. Undoubtedly, it was just something that a dude made up to lie to a girl because men are awful. Yeah, and also maybe even they were into that because isn't that essentially what like. Uh, Cock ring is? Doesn't it go on your balls? Oh, maybe it goes on both. I didn't call it a ball ring. Okay, let's, um... <laughs> <laughs> I think we're here for a podcast. Let's maybe, let's maybe do that part. Today on the... Are you recording, Paul? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you didn't want to go with ball ring, there's your... Uh, oh, <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, there are people whose job it is to waste the time of scammers, and it's a beautiful thing. DC Fandom was this past weekend, and it was a lot. <laughs> if you live in LA, you'll soon be able to drive through some Stranger Things locations. And some theaters are open again, and we're going to see Tenet this week. But should we? <laughs> should we do that? Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to be the Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. Oh, this is episode 99. Wow. One episode away from our centennial podcast episode. Gretzky episode. Yes, oh, this yeah. is the Gretzky episode. We record this on August Tuesday, August 26th, 2020. August Tuesday. August Tuesday, 2620. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. I'm DJ Boytano. I probably should have checked before we uh, started this while you were oh, checking your thing, but uh, we're not on the air right now, right? No. I probably should have checked before Elastic Bands and Ball Rings. Oh, God. We are certainly not, but we are once again uh, broadcasting or podcasting in our broadcast studio, which is a risky endeavor, I yes, agree. Yes, it is. But, okay, and I'm almost, you know, and also that guy, <laughs> David, I guess, or Dave, um, or Daver, who has been counting our swear words on Facebook. Number one, he's making me nervous with that, because what's what's your end game here, dude? Do you like the swears or do you not? I think most people don't like the swears. Okay, because he said last week that our swears were down, and it 100% is to do with this room. Our SPM. Wait, wait, he's, he's charting them on the podcast? Yes, on our station uh, zone or whatever. He's like, he's like, oh, Paul swore more in this one. Now <laughs> Kirsten swore most in this one. Like every episode. Oh, I want to see this in a chart. David, do you have this in, oh, in a graphical form? Charts. Yeah, yeah, a chart, a pie chart or a graph. Please, I would love to see that week by week. That would be amazing. You're right, though. It is this room. It is this room because, like, it's always a little bit nerve wracking because it's set up properly, so it doesn't go on the air. But like, I'm, what if I bump something or you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just always nervous. So that's what but, the like, risk is great. Yeah. So anywho, that's fine. We're fine. One thing I wanted to mention that I mentioned on the air today. How do you all feel about this? Sean Connery kind of overrated. 
It's his 90th birthday as we record this. Okay, oh, okay. just like in general, you mean? Yes. Okay. He's a fine James Bond. He, for a long time, got to be the best James Bond. I think that's because he was the first James Bond. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one. And then after that, what did he do that was so great? The Rock, Kirsten? Give me a break. <laughs> no, man. Trash. I mean, didn't he do? What was that other one? Absolute that he did 90s Michael Bay schlock. No, he did like something in the 70s, right? Um, I could see him. Xanabar or something like that. What? Yeah. yeah he what? was almost cast as Gandalf Indiana in Lord of the Rings. Jones? That would have ruined yeah, that, those that's movies. That's where I was going to go with Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Oh, great. Okay. You cast a famous oh, was, person oh, as so the good. dad. Oh, that's hacky. Like, no, is the best thing ever. Okay. He's not that great. He's just, I mean, like, he's just overrated. That's all. That's all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He makes a great punchline on Saturday Night Live, though. I like his little sc- Scottish voice. No, no, I think, I think he's just about right rated. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, because like I don't hear about him too too much now, and even like even then when he was doing all that st- stuff in the nineties, <laughs> like The Rock and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, those are perfect roles for him. Yeah, I like the movie uh, Entrapments with Catherine Cena Jones. You all ever see that? The butt movie. That's the butt laser movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. oh, I forgot. Right. The that's yeah. what. Right. Pretty good in that. Then he, then he voiced the dragon in that Dragonheart movie, yeah. which is such a B movie yeah, nonsense. That was weird. It's just a lot of things, and it's just I don't know. I just I saw him getting all the love in the world today at ninety years old, and God bless his long life and all. But uh, I just wanted to just. Bit, 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 you know? <laughs> sure, and that's fine, but also getting to 90 is kind of an accomplishment these days, too. So why not give show a little We're love? We're at 99! Yeah! Why don't we get... Yeah! Yeah, just one of those things that, oh, the attention's not on me, though, guys. <laughs> what, for me? <laughs> well, it's just like, it's a man's birthday. <laughs> you're right, okay. Uh, you're right, I know. I'm not, I don't mean to deflect to, to attention from John Connery. I don't think that's what's happening, Brian. I don't think that what? someone's going to mail their card and be like, no, you know what? I'm going to scratch out John Connery's name and write in small town radio DJ name. <laughs> Come on. 36-year-old man. Paul Placino. <laughs> he turned 90 in the age of COVID. That's yeah, an accomplishment. 35 and a half. Um, and I'm Kirsten James. And I have risen. Huzzah! Well, she has risen. Spread the word. <laughs> have you heard the good news? Shout it from the mountaintop. Welcome back from the dead. Thank you. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I can't believe I wasn't aware of this guy, this man so close to my heart, because uh, in 2017, his poor grandmother got scammed. Um, she had dementia and got got taken in by a number of scams because that's what um, evil people do is they prey on our elderly. And so this guy, he goes by Kit Boga. It's it's an alias because he's received death threats. So you, you do what you can to protect your identity. Oh, well. He has basically moved to a full-time gig of live streaming on Twitch his adventures of calling back scammers. These people that will, you know, use browser tricks to lock your computer or they'll they'll cold call you and say they're the IRS or whatever and, you know, basically just try and get money out of you. This guy has made a whole career out of it. He sits with the green screen, and sometimes he wears... He's always wearing the aviator, so you can't really see... He, sometimes he's wearing the old lady wig, and then he talks like an old lady named Edna. <laughs> and uh, he's got a number. He's got, like, a host of characters. Probably my favorite is this valley girl named Nevea, which is heaven spelled backwards. Uh, talks like that. And... Behind him, you see his computer screen, which is a lockdown virtual machine. Nothing can be done with it. And on that 
computer is a fake banking website and a fake uh, um, uh, PayPal website and uh, Google Play and Apple and everything. And he will call these scammers and get them on for, oh, I don't know, four, five, six hours at a time. Wow. And just string them along and just act like an inept, not very good computer user and waste that time where these idiots could be preying on an actual mark. It is the Lord's work, and I am so happy <laughs> to have discovered this one. Thank you to my friend Morgan, wow. who passed this one along because the first one that she saw involved... No, no. Oh, it, no. No, the first one of his that she saw involved oh. the the unofficial untitled Goose Game prank app, which I geeked out about. It's just this little executable that you run and a little a little fake digital goose will run across your screen and leave footprints, it'll right. drag memes, it'll steal your mouse cursor. And she's like, get get off my get off my computer. There's a goose. It's goosing me. And uh, it's phenomenal. Thank you, Kit Boga, for doing the good work. I, I appreciate you. Because you you did one of those. Yeah, I did this on uh, just at the end of the year, and so it was my first geek out of 2020. Uh, got a got a, a bunch of us actually got emails from Bossman Johnny, um, and so yeah, I took him for a ride for a few hours back and forth on emails, making up all sorts of stories and just checking his uh, research and realizing that he's just going off a script and doesn't. He is like honey badger. He don't care. Like, and he just I feel bad. Give me gift cards for the mm. people that are getting scammed. But what if these people, like, who has six hours to spend trying to scam somebody? It makes me think. Are you talking about the scammers or the victims? The scammers. Hey. It makes me think that maybe they're like people that have been like captured and they're put in a dungeon. Oh my god! And they're like, once you scam three people, we will set you free. Not just a minimum wage worker who's just kind of plow through the day <laughs> oh, and doesn't no. care. And gets so you're saying hourly. we should get, we should buy Google Play? <laughs> no, no, card no, 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 no. In, the code. in like, hopes that this person will be released. <laughs> well, from yeah, what if it's their life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't like if it's their life. They've just, got a phone. They can call the police. They don't uh, need to be yeah. calling. Uh, I'm going to Best Buy. Oh jeez, get back here! Don't go to Best Buy. Maybe you can't call the emergency numbers. All I'm saying is, have you ever asked them? Uh, are so, you in a dungeon? <laughs> two, two Press things. Press the keypad. Number two. <laughs> you are being <laughs> allowed. <laughs> two things on this. First off, if the potential is to make. Three, four, five thousand American dollars by stringing along a person. Th- that time is valuable to them, mm-hmm. so they will spend that time. Secondly, Kit Boga has revealed himself on a number of these calls, uh, more like the unedited uh, Twitch uh, streams, not necessarily the YouTube edits that you see. Um, but also, I'm going to link to the YouTube edits in the show notes. Please go see them. Also, our show notes have been broken of late, so maybe just go to the zone.fm slash geekout because I've linked to it there too. Sorry, right. we're trying to fix the show notes. Oh, Anyways, right. the other thing is, uh, when he's not receiving death threats, from uh, from scammers. And a lot of these people are in call centers in India. And a lot of them are desperate for work. And this is sort of all they do. A lot of them don't necessarily know that they are scamming. They literally do oh. think they're part of a computer help chain company. And when it gets to a certain stage of the scam, they have to kick it up to their next level guy. Mm. So they're like in a pyramid scheme. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. They're the much. MLM marketers. Yeah. Like, the single Multi-level mothers. marketers yeah. of scammers. I don't know if that's how it works, but... Uh, <laughs> 
but yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's it's a real shame. These things are awful. And uh, have you all had conversation with your elderly loved ones about not doing that? Because that's mostly who they get. Maybe if not, they target. That's who they often get. That was sort of the main thrust of the geek out was to talk to your yeah. folks. And and I have a separate thing. It's the zone.fm slash geek out basics. And this has a number of general stay safe um, posts of uh, geek outs that I've done, including this one, which has a number of things that you can just just bring up. Just talk to your, you know, your elders, your relatives, anybody who's not, I guess, as computer literate or geeky as you, because you just don't know what they're going to fall for. These people come in hard and strong with scare tactics and and immediacy and timing and uh, sometimes sob stories. Mm-hmm. And y- you or your relatives have to not be afraid to just hang up the dang phone yeah. or stop replying to the emails and consult someone geekier. That's just why I don't answer my phone ever. Yes. I and that's, the, that's probably why we're not getting scammed. Because none of us answer our phones anymore. I answer my phone no matter who calls. I love talking to people. But <laughs> I also am happy to hang up on scammers. Yep. And even you know, even all those, like, one, like, the first time I got that, that uh, CRA one was like, yeah. And I was like... You know what? It is a great fear of mine that I accidentally or through laziness have committed tax fraud and will go to jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Because I just don't pay probably as close attention to that <laughs> stuff as I should. Mm-hmm. And like letters will pile up and I'm like... Homeowner taxes. Do you know what I mean? Or like speculation. Oh boy. Oh, oh yeah. You know, yeah. like so that stuff happens to me, and I do have legitimate concern that I've whoopsie do, and I've gone years not pay taxes. And oh, pay, dude, like, what? Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't say that on the radio. On no, the internet. no, no, I'm serious. And then now. like four thousand dollars will pile up in tax. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just gotta pay that. So that happens to me. So when that. One first started coming around, like sure, you're in big trouble with the CRA. I had a moment. Please get us Google Play cards. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I did have a moment of being like, oh, whoops, am I really in trouble? And then I was like, no, I'm not. Hang up. And guess what? I would rather spend what is it, a year in jail, than be taken by one of these things and never get the money back. Sure, so sure. That's how it'll go. Great rule of thumb is, if in doubt. Go to jail. Hang no, that that is not that was Go to where jail. I was going. No. If in doubt, risk jail time. No, no, no. If in doubt, hang up the phone and call back whoever was purporting to be on the phone with you, and that's going to be the way that you will find out whether or not this was a real thing. Yeah, and then there's also the email ones where I did have one of those ones about like your Amazon purchase and they listed off the purchases. Mm, um, yeah, I remember and, those. And uh, one of them was like a box set of The Joy of Painting on DVD. And the Bob I was like, Ross ones, yeah. That seems like something that I would have bought. <laughs> and that, that, that one, <laughs> I did. I remember that one was paired with a leopard print Snuggie, if I'm, yeah. not, if I'm not much mistaken. Ooh, All things nice. that I totally would buy. Yeah, viable, possible Amazon order. Yep, yep. We had a heck of a weekend with the DC fandom. And yeah, after how much fun we made of this, there's like actually so much news. Yeah, it's it kind was, of incredible. Well, it was beefier than Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. Which says something. Yeah. Well, do you think this is them trying to split off and just do their own thing and control the message in that way? Well, I think this was like COVID was definitely their opportunity. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, when. Because no one's going to listen to them otherwise. Not for that obviously long. Obviously, too, is like if I were a <laughs> Warner Brothers exec 
Um, mm. And I saw Comic Con and I saw what Comic Con was this year and how they really had to kind of pare it down and nobody did any significant presentations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, I don't care. Nothing is ready. We have to have something for this. Yeah. And in some cases, it was like the the um, the Black Adam stuff. Right. Um, by yeah. the, by the Rock. It was just stuff voiced by the Rock. It was. Artwork really, or like some sort of like flash or whatever. Which animation. I feel like I've seen all that stuff before, but maybe not. I don't. Th- I've seen concept art and stuff, yeah. but then um, this actually had a little bit more story. It's basically giving the history of Black Adam and everything. And even if this thing is years and years away, I forgot that there was a dog in here. <laughs> <laughs> Rub against her. Just lick my knee. It's just oh art. My he licked you. <laughs> Special guest Garcon Gary is joining so, us tonight. <laughs> so even if uh, <laughs> even if that, that thing is like years away, mm-hmm. Warner was like, we have to have something. So let's even give the backstory of Black Adam right. so that we can set up what this story is. What are you eating? What are you eating? Stop. Art, stop. Can we just what call it Gary Art? Art. <laughs> yeah. This whole podcast. Every time he misbehaves. Yeah. It's like. There's like eggshells on the floor. I don't know why. Is your garbage? Well, that would be Dylan. That's Dylan. Yeah, I think Jason also eats an egg every morning. No compost. (laughs) Out the window. Somebody's back down there. Like, it's raining eggshells. What the? (laughs) Thanks, bud. Um, Yeah, so I think, man, they did a great job. Don't look at me. I don't have anything else for you, man. As much as we thought this is going to be a piece of shit and this is going to be hilariously bad, this was actually pretty good. Yeah. We got trailers for The Batman, The Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Wonder Woman 1984, uh, along with some interesting pieces of news. Ben Affleck will be coming back as Batman alongside Michael Keaton in the upcoming Flash movie. Weird flex to be plugging your new Batman, but then being like, but then your last Batman still exists, and also your first Batman, maybe. Well, this is is the thing, though, is that, so the Flash movie is going to mainly uh, what they've said in in the the DC fandom is that the flash movie is going to kick off like the multiverse uh, right and so that whole- <laughs> so and also and they do this on the TV show as well they know the flash not that popular so now we're cramming not one but two batman into it mm-hmm. so <laughs> So the, oh, and oh that, that's the, so they're making the TV show the the story from the TV show uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths canon in that uh, the TV version of the Flash gave the Ezra Miller version of the Flash his name. Are you Flash. kidding me? Yeah. Oh man! Oh, Just when I thought we were rid of Ezra Miller after all that controversy. But oh no no because this this whole this Batman the- thing or. or um, uh, ben Affleck showing up in Batman. It's going to be in the Ezra Miller Flash movie. Oh, and they're obviously okay, not okay. taught. Like, they didn't want to spend any m- sort of minutes on DC fans on fandom about Ezra Miller choking out a no. woman. Sure, sure, no. So, <laughs> oh, they didn't mention it. Oh, no, 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 they didn't bring that up. Yeah. Just a quick mention. Next up on stage. There's like, yeah. and now let's do a panel with Ezra Miller and Amber Heard. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they didn't mention any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so that. What they were saying with Ben Affleck's Batman, the tidbit that they gave about Affleck's Batman is that he's going to have a a small part in uh, the Ezra Miller Flash movie. And he's going to be – he's going to have like made his new suit, Flash's Ah, new suit. 
Okay. What a world That's we cool. live in when we've got like three simultaneous Batmans. <laughs> no freaking kidding, right? <laughs> we're, we've reached peak Batman. We've reached peak Batman. A group of bats is called a scurry. Uh, now, well done. That's a weird, that's a weird one for you, bats. I thought you said colony earlier on. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, for listening. Ah, <laughs> that's right. not true. Maybe a, a group of squirrels is a scurry. A oh. flurry of bats. Uh, what, or a, it's, what it's, was a, it's colony. A fur- furious of bats. A furious would be great. <laughs> a What's a furious of, of? The bats and the furious. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, that, isn't that what he says in the trailer? They're like, who are you? Doesn't he say, like, I'm furious? He says, I'm no, vengeance. He says, I'm oh, vengeance. I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. Uh, let's start a petition to a change the name of, of a group of bats to a vengeance. Yeah. Nice. You know what? I think he doesn't say vengeance. I think that's the thing he says, I'm Batman. But they just. They just put it out. You think they changed it? Interesting. Because I was waiting for that, too. They've only filmed like 25% of this movie. Wow. Okay, can we, sorry, can we talk about this trailer? We kind of did The Batman trailer? First, let me just, as we're talking about the broad strokes of this thing, (laughs) I will. I'm just Kirsten Janes in a second here. But um, (laughs) this is interesting because to dig down and double down on the multiverse shit, that is wild to me because... That means that DC, struggling and flailing as they are, have decided to super serve <laughs> their hardcore P1 fans that love these characters to death. They're the only ones who I feel like stick through these convoluted, complicated comic storylines. So now you're going to adapt those. The, to me, as like, I guess I'm a casual fan. I don't know. I've got all kinds of Batman underwear and bed sheets and all kinds of stuff. I love that character to death too, but I guess. Because I reject these stupid, extra, insane storylines with the universes that now I'm bumped down to casual fan. And so you're rejecting me and everyone like me and everyone who can't keep 10 million threads and 10 million Batman and how they all interloop and lock. And you're going to super serve the fans who will follow you no matter what you do? I don't know. That to me seems like a very strange Maneuver for what's supposed to be a multi-billion, like just mass audience appeal company trying to make money and catch up to Marvel. Mm, see, it, the thing is, though, um, they've proven that they can't thread together storylines from multiple movies and make them work the way they try to do. Right. So this is their next strategy, which actually I think is is – a good business strategy, not the best creative strategy, um, but a good business strategy so that you can have movies where if, like, if you want your Batman gritty down to earth where he's just fighting human criminals, mm. there, you've got your Robert Pattinson Batman. <laughs> if you want a Batman that's fighting guys like um, – what the hell is the guy's name in uh, Justice League? Oh, Darkseid or Parademons. Dark or whatever. Or the, the, yeah, the CGI. Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf for like the aliens. Or- well, then you have your, your Batfleck, right? Yeah, you honestly. have all these different um, different versions of a character that'll, um, that'll cater to different Demographics. That is actually guess, a smart right? way to look at and it. And the same thing with with the Joker, right? You have yeah. your your Todd Phillips Joker now. That's that's catering to the sort of well, this is the way comic book movies should be done. Right. You know, I'll give you all my money, right? And then you have all the all the uh, the 
cartoony looking jokers and stuff that that, mm. that you can do and and so that that's the way that's i think that's the reason for them to pursue a multiverse storyline yeah i'm kind of like in the same boat i feel like what's happened is they were like well marvel did this really cool connected thing and oh we can't do it because we can't figure it out we keep on making mistakes so Oh, let's just make a multiverse because then that way, if there's a mistake, it can just be on a different Earth or planet or whatever, and then wow. nobody can yeah. get at us. And that's an interesting bet to go with just your most dedicated fans. You got to hope you're either swimming in money if it, if you don't make the numbers, or you got to hope that you got the numbers and you just don't know. Another thing they could be doing too is trying to beat Marvel because Marvel, in a couple of years, mm. they're going to be introducing a Doctor Strange movie that has a multiverse right. and that could factor multiverse things into the MCU. Okay, now Kirsten, sorry. What were you going to say the about Batman. the Batman trailer? <laughs> the itself? Batman. I was just going to say, but let's talk about it. Like, we talk about lots of people. I know we talked about this when they were announcing all the casting for this, and it was like, how many villains and people are going to be in this movie? Um, but I was going to say, did you guys, without going back and watching it, uh, did you guys actually recognize Colin Farrell in this trailer? No. No. I see. I did because I was looking for him. I was looking for him, and I still didn't know that was Colin Farrell. No, so who's so he? I, oh, I was like, I'm pretty sure that one yeah. is Colin. So Farrell. He's, he's the Penguin, right? Like he's been cast as the Penguin. The Penguin was in this trailer. Yes, the Penguin yeah. was in the trailer. You wouldn't know. Like, you wouldn't you know he's the Penguin. Do anything penguiny. Had a weird face, but just Google like Colin Farrell, the Batman, and you'll see a screenshot of his face. Like the wasn't he the thumbnail? Like the dark sort of higher gritty kind of look to him no that was that was um sparkly vampire dude oh robert pattinson that was robert pattinson right. oh that is oh my god right wow, he really yeah. bloated out his face for this role it looks good really good well, well, like prosthetic it looks like the, like well, the bottom half of his face is prosthetic and it's, or something obviously is gonna have we're gonna get some sort of origin story i'm assuming yeah um oh. uh, because i swear in those like early release um, shots that we saw, we saw Colin Farrell looking like Colin Farrell with like a cane and looking yeah, the, like a suave yeah. Oscar. Mm -hmm. What's his, with penguins? Cobblepot. Cobblepot. Like he looked uh, like suave. So to see him in this trailer. And that's what disinformation is, kids. Looking all messed up. Well, I think we're well, going to get. either disinformation or there's going to be an, an actual origin. origin. Yeah. A version <laughs> of him. Yeah. Not that weird, up. creepy origin from. <laughs> Like, where did it, oh my god, I had nightmares about that when I was a kid. Uh, oh, where's parents? Batman, where's parents? Just like push the the cart away, and it like goes and like. Oh yeah, was Pee Wee Herman is the Penguin's dad and pushes it. Yeah, was it Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. No oh my goodness, really? Weird. Wow. Yeah, the opening of that movie it's freaky. It's so freaky, it's so and it's like the creepiest like pram ever like of course your kid like don't put your kid in that creepy pram but prams nowadays are that <laughs> again there's like a big if you see prams just swing back everyone's got like that type of old style prams no, and i'm I like didn't you see batman returns <laughs> you know what say, happens with that are there red balloons coming out of him like oh my god that's horrible don't do uh, that that's it right i uh I, I saw this i recognized him as penguin just because of sort of the way the mm. the eyebrows and the nose it's were going the top half of his face mm. yeah, yeah yeah but i would have had no clue that that was Colin Farrell. But the trailer, uh, just in general, what do you guys think? That was For something that's like, again, only 25% shot, shot <laughs> they put together a pretty decent trailer. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel like DC usually does do a really good job of the trailers, though. Um, just not the movies. <laughs> yeah, so I know like my my like social media feed went nuts about it, and everyone was like, "See, you you doubted Robert Pattinson, you doubted DC. Look how good this is! Yay, I'm so excited!" 
Um, but I'm just being a little bit more cautiously optimistic about it. It does look good, but like, I don't know. I didn't think it was like the most amazing Batman trailer I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, my opinion has changed zero about this movie <laughs> since the trailer came out. It's like, this is exactly what I was expecting. I, I, it reminds me of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think that's the what they're trying to do, but they're going to cram more villains in uh, to make, you know, it, it struck me as like, was this a fan film? Like, because fans have been talking about for the longest time, like even on the way out to uh, Batman Rises or Dark Knight Rises, that, oh, do the Riddler as like a serial killer type of thing, right? And that's like a fan idea. And that's clearly what they're doing in this. It looks like it, yeah. And as much as I maybe would have said that that's a thing to do as well, the fact that, you know, Christopher Nolan always subverted expectations in a really sweet way. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't do the obvious thing of following the Joker up with the Riddler and make him a serial killer. He he did something better and more interesting, I would argue, in, in The Dark Knight Rises with Bane and then completing that arc from the first movie. Whereas this is, oh no, you're just doing what fans want yeah. and that not to say they couldn't have come up with that idea by themselves but well, you're right that was a prevailing they, they kind of skirted that line in Gotham right they, they he was part yeah. of like oh, the forensics yeah. team or yeah. whatever I remember great character he was also kind of a sociopath great character, character. yeah um, I thought when I saw Colin Farrell as the penguin in this trailer I thought it was Val Kilmer and apparently I'm not Wrong. I'm not alone oh. in that. Old Val Kilmer has sure. unfortunately melted a little yeah. bit in his yeah. older sure, age, I see that. and he mm. looks like this. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was. Honestly, you know what I nerded out on the most in this is that uh, that greeting card code mm-hmm. on. Uh, oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. I so froze I was like, that. I, I stopped it. And this was during my air shift on like Saturday. <laughs> well or done. Welcome to Good the work. weekend. Yeah, I know. Welcome <laughs> to the weekend show. Um, so I, I paused it and then I started looking at it and was like, oh, there's a message. There's a way to decode this. And then yeah. about a few hours later, it's like, oh, it's almost the end of my shift. I better stop looking at this. Uh, <laughs> I was going to be a few hours later. It's like, oh, I was meant to go on the air a couple hours yeah. ago. Oh, I missed all these traffic breaks. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> But then I Googled it and I saw that there was already somebody that, that figured out what it says. Oh. And it's uh, it, the card on, on the left side of the card, it says, uh, no, no Google. What no does Google. a liar do when he's dead? Dead, yeah. Dang. And so the thing says he lies still. Like the code. Ah, that's a good joke. Uh, Funny joke. Yeah. That's, a good riddle. that's a riddle. It's a riddle. It's not the good jokesters. riddle. Good riddle. Yeah. It's not the jokesters. <laughs> that's a good joke. Um, <laughs> otherwise, again, my opinion not changed. Of course, Robert Pattinson is going to do a fine job of this. Uh, the style so far looks quite good. The style of the bat suit looks great. The Batmobile, which we've seen before, looks good. Oh, the good. Batmobile looks so good. I yeah. was so excited. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not usually hyped for cars. I'm not a car, whatever, machine person. Yeah. <laughs> machine. Um, but I saw that Batmobile. I was like, yeah, the Batmobile looks good. Yeah. I'm stoked for that. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's um, it gave dumb ding dongs a uh, an excuse to quasi homophobically debate whether or not Pattinson, a sparkly vampire, could be a good Batman, <laughs> which was stupid. I saw online, um, but yeah, I, I, he's an actor. You can whatever. Of course, I think it's interesting because, like, actor. yeah, it, it would have been interesting to see if like. Had the timeline, like, had we not had this pandemic and the timeline of movies just gone on, we would have seen, we would have already seen Tenet 
basically by that like and, oh, and it's point. like we would have seen I his performance right. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we would have seen his performance in Tenet. That would have sunk in for at least a few months and then this trailer would have come out and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense." And like how many of us have seen the uh what's that movie called? The Lighthouse. He- I've seen it. Is he great in that? I mean, he's fine. Like it's oh. a The Lighthouse is a weird movie. Does right, Will okay. does Willem Dafoe really outshine him? I mean in the trailers um, he did to me. Uh, I guess it's about the writing. I would say so, but like Willem Dafoe's character is in that movie is kind of like slowly maybe going insane. Oh, okay. So he's just got more right. to play with where Robert Pattinson's like a very more subdued. He's just, he's right? a straight so guy. So it's easy to for um for Green Goblin, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, <laughs> to to outact him because that's just his role. Sure, okay. But it was it, it's the lighthouse is a very we're acting. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. I'm very like visual and like look at these these things. And I what got do that they impression mean? from the trailer. Yeah, it felt it felt very. This is a trailer. This is this is. It's like that. What's that like classic? I'm acting um, movie where it's like death is playing chess on the beach. Oh. It's that. That's what the lighthouse is. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, good, good, good throwback. Uh, yeah. So I want to watch. I want to watch all these movies before mm-hmm. I go into this Batman movie, just so I have a more gravitas. The Seventh Seal. Oh. Yeah. Like that. Um, you know, I want to see him in that movie where he goes to space and has sex with a robot. What's that movie? That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I know it really does. So we also had a big, long, uh, behind-the-scenes video with the Suicide Squad. And then we had a really quick... But this is a video uh, game? uh, No, no, no. no, no, no. I I made the same mistake while trying to find this trailer. I kept on clicking on the video game one. The video game was just announced. All we have is a photo with a logo with the, you know, the Suicide Squad is sort of... No, the video game has a full teaser. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I missed that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. It looks really good, but I kept clicking on it because I kept on thinking it was the actual movie behind so there's still not a, the Suicide Squad trailer. What we have is a, a big behind the scenes thing uh, with a lot of James Gunn and you know actor clips and whatnot. A lot of behind the scenes. And my favorite thing is what's the shark's name? King Shark. King Shark. Is King this, Shark? Is it King Shark? Is this guy I, I just call him shark in a gray shark suit shark with, with a giant coat hanger thing around him <laughs> to represent <laughs> the top of the shark? I love that. And then on Instagram we had a really quick cut thing uh, revealing all of the cast and uh, I first saw that on does it actually show who's playing who like who's the voice yes. actor for the shark because uh, well, I'm like I'm, let me start to watch it because it'll take a it's moment probably it didn't say for the shark I don't think no um, and like Taika Waititi yeah he, yeah he has a um, uh, like a secret role or whatever because oh. Sean Gunn of course his brother is is yeah. doing a motion capture yeah. basically like Raccoon yeah. Like, yeah I saw that <laughs> But also doing the voice. But imagine if, like, Taika did it and he voiced it like Korg. (laughs) (laughs) Just like another big guy. (laughs) Looks scary, but like, hey, how you doing, mate? Yeah, King Shark is in this cast reveal. No actor credit. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Because I I saw this trailer, too, and I forgot that Sean Gunn, like, of course, this whole thing happened where he got fired and then we didn't have him for Guardians. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, bye. Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn, sorry. Uh, I'm going to go do Suicide Squad now. And so watching this behind the scenes, I was like, wow. This feels a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's what Warner wanted for uh, Suicide Squad originally. Did they did who wrote this? 
Who wrote the sequel? It, this Suicide Squad, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I know. Is it going to work? There's no way this is going to work. Why are we sitting here talking about a shark man? And I know that like it's silly to say that when Rocket Raccoon scampered yeah, exactly. into our garbage cans and stole our hearts. But like, a shark? A bad guy is just walking around shark? What is this movie? Steve Agee or Agee? Steve, Steve Agee is going to be uh, King Shark? Oh. Oh, well, if he's going to bring that Oscar-winning performance in the name of that actor to... But the, you're me. doing exactly the, oh. what you're saying you did with Rocket Raccoon. And also... No. And also, <laughs> I was so mad. I fuck it. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to swear. <laughs> There's a tick on David's so list. I'm so close. And stupid Idris Elba for showing up in this movie because he didn't want to be in the Marvel movies anymore and he didn't want to be Hemdall and he was like, I don't want to do this. I want to act. Now here he is blood now. Sport. Blood sport. Like, uh, Will Smith's <laughs> yep. fill-in guy Yo, in a DC yeah. movie. Yeah. It's all just second best to me. It's like, sorry, James Gunn, you got fired, but as a consolation prize, you can be in this. And we don't get Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but as a consolation prize, this man is a shark. Like, what kind of Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja crap is yeah. this? <laughs> what, was that, what was that other thing that had a shark man that looked like this that yeah. was from... The 80s or 90s. Something. I don't know. Because I swear I had a toy that was like a shark man and the top half of him was a shark. I think it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Good. Oh. But, well, and he's like, he, King Shark is usually a villain in, I'm assuming, Aquaman. Right? Because these are all what? DC Wouldn't villains, Wouldn't that be right? awesome if he was not in Aquaman? It would be like totally different. Armagon. Armagon was your, uh, your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. uh, shark. Oh, really? Shark, bipedal shark thing. Oh, interesting. So the Suicide Squad, let's just, I'll throw out a few cast members. Margot Robbie, Taika Waititi. We don't know what his role is. Even with Margot Robbie, yeah. sorry, bud, to okay. cut you off again. But like, that that Harley Quinn movie has showed up on Crave, okay, like last week or whatever. And I see it every single time. And do you want to know the amount of attraction I have to it is like, I wish it would go away off the screen. Oh, no, you should watch it. I will eventually, but like, ugh, with this whole universe of stuff. Joel Kinnaman, so Idris Elba, Alice Braga, Kia, Pete Davison, Davidson, Jai Courtney, okay. Nathan Fillion, Viola Davis, Michael Rooker, John Cena, Sean Gunn, as you said. Um, this is funny. David Dalmatian, Dast Malkia, David Dalmatian. Dalmatian, and he got yeah. it right. It's a type of doggy. It's like the polka dot man, and I, I'm seeing him in this behind That's the scenes footage. I'm seeing him in this behind-the-scenes footage. I'm like, that's a really interesting motion capture suit. I wonder why it has such large colored dots on it. And at the end, I see a, a completed VFX shot where he's throwing these. They're sort of coming off him in these uh, in these colors. And I'm like, wait, that's that's what he's supposed to look like. And Peter Capaldi, one of the Doctor Who's, is in there as the thinker. You know how people call me like the Marvel apologist and like, oh, he just <laughs> loves Marvel and so all up Marvel's ass. You're like the opposite of that for DC movies where it's like nothing, nothing is absolutely going to convince the you. The DC hatologist. No, but I'm, if he does a, if James Gunn does a good job with this, and if this well. turns out to be good, I want to save this audio from this episode. <laughs> sure. And listen, <laughs> let me let me amend by saying if James Gunn can make a watchable movie out of Polka Dot Man and the Shark Boy, then <laughs> yeah, he deserves an Oscar but he, like, for that. That's the same thing that you would have said. Is like, can he make a watchable movie out of a raccoon in a tree? Absolutely not. I was stoked <laughs> on Guardians of the Galaxy. Go back. Pull it up. Pull it up. Were we doing podcasts at that time? I don't think oh, so. Man. No. 
I I believed in Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I wasn't familiar with those characters, and I was stoked when it was as good as it was, and critically acclaimed as so it was. And I herald why is it impossible? Why is it an impossible thing for him to be able to do it for this? Dude, come on. I'm the just saying. I'm just saying. I, like a raccoon in a tree. I, like, I get... <laughs> the difference between a raccoon and a tree. But like, polka dot character and shark boy. And on the pedigree of these two bad Suicide Squad movies to begin with. Wait, there's two already? There's one. There's one. Plus the Harley Quinn one counts as well. Okay. But you haven't seen that one yeah. yet either. <laughs> You've only seen the trailer on Crave. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm being very negative right now. You're seriously the opposite of like of like me being a Marvel apologist or whatever. I, I just it sounds like trash to me. Am I wrong? I didn't. Bud moved his head in a way that made me think no, that maybe no, I'm not wrong. No, I'm trying to cut you off. I'm trying to talk well, and move us on to it, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No. I think this looks like a bit of tosh, but. Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. Um, so I haven't seen the original. Was Cyborg in the original? He was, but he wasn't nearly. He wasn't as in prominent. it nearly as prominently okay. as he really could have been. Like they gave him a scene where he was like digging up a crave just so that they can <laughs> give him something to fucking do. Oh, he features like he's one of the lineup of of but, superheroes. And that's, in this it. is a thing too, is because he's had like he's now publicly had. Or, or says he's had issues with Joss Whedon. And mm-hmm. Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. he's very kind of an eccentric guy, and he's been known to do shit like this. Even like there's been stories about him on Buffy the Vampire Slayer well, where he'll kind of cut a character off uh, at the knees sort of during a season because he doesn't like that person or like that person's choices. Mm-hmm. So it's not oh, yeah. necessarily, you know, out completely out there that Ray Fisher would say something like this. Maybe he did have a bad experience with Joss Whedon. And then all of a sudden in the reshoots, you know, Cyborg got cut a bunch. Yeah. And the thing is about the Justice League thing, uh, what they're saying in DC Fandom is that they're using none of the uh, the footage that Joss Whedon had directed. Oh, so everything interesting. Is, everything is wow. Zack Snyder's. It's pure Zack. Here's the thing, though. Did Josh Wheaton had Joss. Zack Snyder's blessing to do this, right? Like, I know they like he had to step aside because he mm. had a family thing. Yeah. I think initially, but I well, think uh, yeah, I don't know what the results. Don't you think that he got to watch it and he was like, cool? Because as far as I understand, the movie was 90, 95 percent shot. And then Joss was, did a bunch of stuff. But then Joss spent like how much money reshooting? Yeah. So I think that I mean to release a, a director's cut at this level. I know there are director's cuts of movies, and uh, I can't think of some examples. But like maybe wasn't there like a cut of Aliens or uh, anyway? There's, there's Blade Runner has a pretty Blade, distinct yeah, director's there's cut. There's that one too. But I think that yeah, at the that time, difference. probably Zack Snyder was dealing with his family stuff, and yeah. You know, wasn't really thinking that this was going to be an option to yeah. release a four-hour-long cut of his distinct stupid vision. So yeah, at the time he was like, "Yep, yeah, good. Thank you for t- taking up the slack for me and for yeah, allowing I'm sure me to that go." That was like one of the last family. things on his mind, yeah. right? right? He was dealing with all that stuff. He probably was appreciative that Joss was doing it. So yes, here's my full blessing. And even if he did get to watch it first, what's he going to be like? Ah, no, put the other two and a half hours back in and take out all your crap. Like he probably mm. was just like. Great, good enough, whatever, who cares? And now, only in hindsight, is he like, uh, I'm just going to do my 
my exact vision. See, because like that's the thing. I I kind of see it that way. Like in that, it's right? like anybody could have. It, it doesn't even have to be in Josh Whedon. It yeah. could have been any director and be like, oh, thankfully somebody's going to take this project off my hands, yeah. so that I can deal with all of my other stuff, my personal stuff. And then he goes to see it in theaters because it has this big premiere. And I bet you it was like for him watching it in theaters, it was probably like holding in a sneeze. Oh, <laughs> right? what a way to put like, it. Oh, this was so painful to watch mm. because it was nothing at, uh, as what I had, had envisioned. That's what? what I was telling you about the thing where like because in the trailer, when he released the trailer during Fandom, he used the uh, the Leonard Cohen song. Right, and that's kind of the significance right. of that. What is right? you were bang on about that trailer? Like that—that that is edited so on the nose, mm. so literally to every uh, lyric the of lyrics. that song. So it that. Is, so what's the significance? So while like, Hallelujah, we're getting this thing. Yeah, because I originally no. Well, if that's <laughs> that's that's one. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Is like, oh, finally we're getting this. Right. Um, I originally thought of the song. I wouldn't have even thought of the song if it hadn't. You know, if it wasn't in that sex scene in Watchmen, actually. Well, yeah. Um, so, but like that made me think. Oh, yeah, he's used this song before. Maybe he just loves this letter. I like going. how you think of the sex scene in Watchmen, and I again think of Shrek. Is there well, a sex scene in Shrek? No, 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 no. You think of it's Shrek? A, yeah, it's an excellent scene in Shrek. But Mind that's you, like the other song, the Need a Hero, that you think is from Footloose, Footloose and you think, and think it's Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> oh my Jesus god! Oh my god! But the the version from Shrek is fantastic. I think it's far superior. It's the Rufus Rainwhite version. I don't know who this. Uh, no, it's not Rufus or Wainwright. Rainwright. The one um, in, in Shrek? Shrek is. Um, I think it's Mark Myers singing as Shrek. Yes. No, it no, isn't. Okay. It's not Rufus Wainwright. It's, um, I can't remember his name. But I had that similar Rufus thought, Rufus Wainwright. No, it's like, not that version. Rufus anyway. Wainwright. Okay. I'm like, does Zach Jeff not? Buckley. It's the Jeff Buckley version. It's 100% the Jeff Buckley it's version. It's a version. John Cale. I'm sorry. Great Ooh, pod team. Who yeah, I don't know. that? I stand no, Jeff Buckley. Should we go back to multi-tracking? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I thought, does Zack Snyder only have like a one gig iPod and he could only choose from like 13 songs for his movies? He's going back to Hallelujah again. But I get it was also a bit of a nod to maybe one of the best adaptations he's done. Well, and so this is the thing. So I, I started looking up the lyrics, and then I, when I Googled the lyrics, I actually saw that there was already an article on this. So I was like, oh, there you go. My work is done for me. <laughs> um, and the article kind of broke down some of the, the parts of the lyrics, but uh, the, even just from the beginning, it was like, well, I heard there was a secret chord that David played and Please the Lord, uh, but you don't really care for music, do you? So like the, the song, and then this is kind of coming off the article now, breaking down the song, it's about uh, this guy trying to please... Uh, a woman with uh, telling her about this song that he created it's like this beautiful song but she didn't really care now so if you're comparing that to Snyder's work and the woman is either DC fans people like or people like Paul Plastino <laughs> be pleased by anything DC or even Warner Brothers executives that song him using that song will basically tell you about his experiences making all of these movies for DC I'm Pro glad that, found I'm glad no I'm glad that you didn't think this up Brian because I can say right to your face Boo. that is a stretch well, no, I article don't, I don't writer know. I don't think I don't think it's a stretch I don't think it's a stretch but I do think that 
if that's true, like, come on. Like, what's the what's the sound for, like, this motion? Well, that's what I just <laughs> said. That's what I was saying to you is, like, it's very masturbatory yeah, like, in a sense. Like, yeah. the, the, the I don't. I, I honestly don't think it's a stretch. I think he's bang. Whoever wrote this is bang on. Because I started to mm-hmm. think the same thing in terms of, like, why the hell is he using this song in a trailer for what's going to be, like, a four-hour movie or even, like, a four- for one hour episode event on HBO Max. The song Max, is like, right? God loves this, why don't you? It's literally, it's like that David played and it pleased the Lord and it baffled King composing, hallelujah. And yeah. then it's just like, why don't you like this? He's <laughs> got God on. God and love me. <laughs> so I don't, think, I don't think that's a stretch. I think the interpretation is like dead on. Mm, but I, I think it's like, hilarious. yeah, with that, then you have your whole, okay, well, what do I think about this? Is like, is he, is this one big four hour jerk off session yes. for Zack Snyder? Yes. Or is this, you know, maybe this is just him. Like, this is my masterpiece that I had originally envisioned <laughs> yeah, for you to watch. God. No, it's gonna be a big four-hour jerk off. Yeah, I look at this. I already know what you think, Paul. <laughs> I know you do, but I I look at it's not just I'm not knee-jerk everything against DC. Yes, you are. <laughs> no. Yes, you are. Oh, guy I who think says yes, the Harley Quinn movie sucks, though he hasn't seen it past the trailer. <laughs> no, Brian. Trust. I think no. I look at. I just don't like these movies, and I think that Justice League was kind of a mess and after watching this trailer nothing about this trailer is really saying to me that like it's going to be an entirely different movie like the basic elements were kind of sloppy and didn't really work I'm and I've said before like I likely will enjoy this Snyder cut more than I enjoyed the theatrical release but I, I'm not gonna pretend like it's gonna be good. Do you think it's gonna be good, Brian? No, I don't see. And there's a, there's the difference oh, between how me. dare you? It's like I don't necessarily like the stuff that I've seen are definitely not my favorite movies. And of course, I'm like, yes, you can call me a Marvel apologist over this because I love the Marvel movies and what they've done. Um, but like, I mean, like, I don't think any of us are like are t- talking really out of turn here. I think that we're all pretty grounded in t- basing our opinions based on real things and opinions. I'll on these still movies. watch something though and try to reserve judgment until after I've watched it. A poop is still a poop it's if real. it takes two hours or four hours to do it. Okay, so Paul, you saw Justice League, right? <laughs> four hours. Yeah. You should consult did, you, did you see Aquaman? <laughs> Um, I didn't make it through very much of Aquaman. No. Did you I see Shazam? Wasn't I saw Shazam. I thought it was just okay. I didn't love it. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's good. Suicide Squad. Um, didn't like it, but I do like the scenes that Batman are in. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. You haven't seen Birds of Prey. Not yet. What about like Man of Steel or Batman v Superman? Man of Steel, I thought was fine, but not great. Okay. Batman v Superman is a mess. Mm. I'm not alone in thinking that. No, it's fine. I'm just, I, you, I think you, I, Brian, I think he's seen enough DC movies to to have a bit of a, that opinion. Except right? When it comes for to sure. The totally. Movie. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I agree, like, I agree with you with, with Suicide Squad. The first Suicide Squad was a mess. Right. But it doesn't mean that I can't be, you know, you can't be excited for this next one. Man. <laughs> yeah. so, Again, open. I came in with an open mind, and then you were telling me about a man who has a shark face. So. <laughs> it's a shark head. But, uh. um, it was Rufus Rainwhite's Hallelujah in Shrek, but the Jeff Buckley version is better. And third, which version was it in this Suicide Squad or Justice League? Oh, wow, there was a lot in that sentence. Uh, in this one? Yeah, Can you pull it up? Yeah. I think it... I think- was it the original? Leonard I think it was Cohen the original. Or? It was the Leonard Cohen one. Yeah, okay, cool. yeah. Because oh, with the, with the talking. Oh, really? 
think. Honestly, all these other versions to me is like, why did you bother doing these? The original Leonard Cohen one is so good. Yeah, it does say Leonard Cohen. Dang. I get it. You would want to recreate such a wonderful thing or take a turn at it. So I get that too. Okay, Wonder Woman 1984. Did we all see that? Trailer? I didn't watch. This is the only one I didn't watch. Oh no! Oh really? No, I don't watch it either. Go watch it. Oh really? Oh yeah. dang. Okay, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I heard she had a gold suit, which mm-hmm. I would love. Well, we saw well, a preview of the gold like, suit before. Yeah, it was the one with the wings where she shrugs the. Yeah, because I read an article. Because instead of watching the trailer, like, <laughs> you read a full article. I read an article. And it was like why they kept the gold suit secret, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> they didn't keep it secret. secret. We saw a clip of it in a trailer last year. Well, and year, it was I a think. thumbnail on one of our podcasts. Yeah, uh, that's right. Episodes. I gotta be honest, I'm not a fan of this podcast. Did you guys see that new? You guys see that new Black Widow trailer? <laughs> nice <laughs> callback. Um, okay, so it's not new. But this anyway. trailer was uh, quite extreme. She's literally using her lasso and riding lightning. Um, pretty, Rad. pretty amazing. Yep. Um, Chris Pine, so far, kind of bit of comic relief, but uh, you take but they, a guy yeah, and, and they you kind of explain him. like they they explain his return. Yeah, they do? which is interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. And uh, what, what? Sorry, what? Oh, Really quick, how do they explain it? Uh, Well, it happens when Pedro Pascal is doing a voiceover and it's like all everything you ever ever wanted to come true will come true kind of thing Uh-oh. and then she runs into him like she she sees him okay so he's alive but so that's, i guess oh that's gonna be a trick it. like a mean that's genie a yeah, yeah i think a mean genie that's is doing a trick on her i think he's mean evil. gene like the undertaker's uh, <laughs> mean gene, yeah, so the interesting thing about this oh, wait, that's is not that mean gene. Mean is not the Undertaker thing. Oh, you're thinking of Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer. Mean Gene is Mean Yeah, the announcer guy. So Steve Rogers comes back like no time has passed from the plane explosion. Steve Rogers. Sorry, did I say Steve Rogers? Sorry. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Oh, my God. Comes back like no time has passed, which also means his fashion sense has not changed since the 1940s. Fun. Yeah, exactly. He's trying on clothes. Yeah, and my fashion sense as well, because we're wearing the same thing. It's the white t-shirt with the sleeves cuff. Oh, yeah. why is he wearing if you, white shoes? If you were a smoker, you'd have a cigarette pack in there. I sure would. <laughs> Anyways, good trailer. I liked it. Yeah, it does look a good, like a good trailer. Um, I'm excited to see Kirsten Wig in here, because I think she'll bring, like... I hope she's not joking around. We don't need to see that. We don't need, no. you know, uh, Jim Carrey is the Riddler type of joking around. I think she, she, the parts where you see her in this trailer, she's serious enough. There's a lot okay. more of her in this than we've ever seen but before. What do you think of her? Because they show the what cheetah, she's going to look like. The as cheetah, cheetah costume. Oh, I don't. I'm watching it right now. I don't. I'm also watching it right now. That's hilarious. Ooh. Like halfway through, when they meet in whatever that foyer that or that hall is. Yeah, yeah. There's like, oh, that's pretty cool she's midway then, like, she's not fully cheated i haven't got to it yet i'm about to see it i think the full cheat she does the trinity matrix oh, dive oh, superman yeah, thing they're what no but when oh, it comes it's like to cats. the cats it's like they hire when it comes to the full suit i think no. almost every shot of her is overly cg'd and it's not my favorite <gasps> it Listen, is like cats it's like cats the only beef I, and I, again, I'm not alone in this beef, but 
people had a problem with the original Wonder Woman is that it was a great movie and all the performances were really good up until the third act and that yes. climax yes. where the bad guy just turned out to be a, a awful, shitty CGI. Yeah. You know, that's what DC always does. Yeah. They just cram a <laughs> stupid video game uh, villain boss into the end of their movie and it sucks. And so they're trying, I feel like, to make that better by casting Kristen Wiig and having her through this entire movie and she'll bring good acting to it but from this trailer it looks like oh boy it's, we're just gonna get that CGI schlock shit again it's like this this podcast has always predicted the CGI third act and it's yeah it was it was a part of the trailer that was like oh no yes oh, yeah exactly uh, yeah I, honestly I thought it was had great potential up the, until then the riding the lightning so they did. They showed yeah, that. Yeah, even that was better to cool. me. Anyways, do yeah. you think they're going to show the in, or not show, but like show her in an invisible jet? Oh, the jet! Ooh. Right. Oh, like, you think they're going to go that far into it? I don't know because she can ride lightning. Do you yeah. need an invisible jet when you ride lightning? Yeah, it's I would, not always going to be stormy out. I suppose. Yeah, I would rather yeah be riding. Got to look at like jet. Environment Canada. <laughs> Oh, weather forecast is not good. I Sorry, I can't save you today. Walking. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of Gal Gadot, she is in this Death on the Nile movie, a modern day take with Hercule Poirot, which excites me. I've seen a bunch of, you know, Poirot kind of movies, and I've greatly enjoyed them. Kenneth Branagh is our Hercule Poirot this time around, and Gal Gadot is in it. Um, Rose Leslie, the, the guy with the great name, Army Hammer, <laughs> um, Letitia Wright uh, from um, Black Panther and many other things, Annette Bening. Um, the trailer for this looked great. Nice um, cool, solid mystery movie, which weirdly just reminded me of Knives Out because it's sort of the modern day mystery movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And initially, when this came out, it was misinterpreted as coming out on uh, Disney Plus. Okay. But it won't be. It'll be coming to theaters on October twenty third. Okay. Explain the, how it was misinterpreted because this is what I originally sent the article, and I found like 15 articles that were like coming to Disney Plus and I was like yeah they were all wrong (laughs) fake news Um, (laughs) like even I believe the Mashable was probably the ooh jeez you okay that was a heck of a face Kirsten's chair nearly just gave out she had this this grimacing panicked face wow so Mashable I believe had the source article and if you look at the URL it's like mashable.com slash video slash death on the Nile Disney Plus trailer Oh, hey, there's no back on that chair anymore. It just came out. Okay. I, I don't know what to do about it, so I'm just going to stand now. Okay. Um, anyway, that's good that it's still coming out in the theaters. Um, yeah, I went through like a Poirot phase. Like, we watched uh, the um, Murder on the Orient Express, which, which was the remake of the 1970s version. Um, starring John Connery? No, it, oh, actually, he is in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are right, but not starring John Connery. It's oh. Peter Austinoff as the uh, oh, Poirot in that. And, uh, and, and then I went back and I watched all, we've watched all of the like 70s and 80s Poirots now. And the, uh, this one, Death on the Nile, had, um, 
Uh, Angela Lansbury and Maggie Smith. I thought no this way. One, yeah, I, th- I think Angela Lansbury was in a lot of them, wasn't she? Yeah, I thought that this one also had Princess Leia in it, but that was a different one. Oh, but anyway, um, yeah, some big also Poirot fan and um, interested to see their interpretation of Death on the Nile. Wow, this 1978 version of Death on the Nile. So Peter Ustinov was Hercule Poirot, and we had Betty Davis, Mia Farrow, um, Angela Lansbury, as you say, Dame Maggie Smith. Uh, a lot of big names in here. It's but- great. I recommend they sh- go in and watch. This movie Honestly, yeah, I, I binged those many, many decades ago, and I enjoyed uh, the lot of them. They were they were pretty great. And we have one more trailer for Tenet, and the reviews are coming in, and it comes out as we record this on Thursday, the twenty seventh of August, and next week, the September third in the U.S. Go, Paul. <sighs> I sent a thing in our Slack channel even saying, um, hey, look, we can talk about some of these reviews coming out. And then before I actually read the article, you wrote back and were like, oh, I'm going in Coley blind. I don't want to read any even the reviews. Yeah, yeah. And so I like sneakily went back and just X'd out of that tab on my computer screen as well. I was like, <laughs> you know what? You're right, but I don't want to, I want to go in totally blind for this yeah. movie too. Oh, so neither of you read it. No. Yeah, so I can say Did reviews you? are in, but I can't say what any of the reviews are. No, I, I didn't, didn't read it. it because I was lazy, but then Johnny was telling me about, oh, did you hear the reviews are in for Tenet? And uh-huh. I asked him, I was like, what are they saying? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone who's talking Thanks, Johnny. about how the reviews are in, but nobody knows. I, th- I think um, the it's consensus... funny, I know, but I'm not going to go watch it with you guys. Really? Yeah. I think the consensus I heard, and, and, and maybe you can uh, agree or whatever, is that the people, some are confused, some people say, yes, it's good, and some people say, I'm confused. <laughs> I think that was your first and your third group that were confused, so fair enough. Two yeah, because it's, it's funny, when, you, when you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes and... Again, you have to kind of look at Rotten Tomatoes for what it is. If you see a review on there and if the person writing the review, like if you actually click on the review yeah. and this, the gist of the review is, eh, it's okay. <laughs> that's, that's a tomato. That's yeah. fresh, right? Yeah. That's a thumbs up. That's a tomato. That's a tomato. That's a tomato. It's a tomato. (laughs) It's a fresh. It's it's not a splat. Yeah. Um, So that's what I saw from it. Some people, though, are saying, like, this is the best action that Christopher Nolan has ever done. Okay. Which is, uh, that's kind of cool to see. Um, And then some people were just saying that, like, it, it feels more like an event. Than, than a movie that you can really... And, and I kind of feel like it's been billed as that. Yeah. Cool it's with like, that. it's an event. It's when, an event. When in we were theaters. all sitting in that theater for, that, for Star Wars and that six or seven minute clip of the film completely out of context, which I've never seen online. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people in the opera house and the gas yeah. knocking them out and the, the military units and everything. That felt like... So far beyond a trailer, that locked into my brain is like, what the heck is this? I need to see this. Because you know what's funny? So they, Christopher Nolan did that for The Dark Knight Rises, Mm -hmm. but he made it an actual event where Mm -hmm. I think like, did you and I go to that? I think, well, maybe. It was like an IMAX thing. We went to the IMAX down at, you know, downtown. Wait, you go to a theater to watch a trailer? Just to watch six minutes. Whoa. They played it in front of something though, right? No, no. That was it. Oh really? Yeah, we went for that, and then they played it twice. (laughs) Yeah, shush. So they played it twice. They played it 
<laughs> did 12 minutes worth? Yeah. That's, I didn't go that's to it, amazing. but I remember you or somebody who did go complained that they couldn't hear Bane's voice. That's, but that I think that was a thing, right? Is Everyone they also, complained, yeah. They also did that so that they could be like, okay, well, let's go back and revoice Bane. Yeah. yeah because sure. of the complaints. But like, they, they did something like that, but they made it an actual event that you had to go to and get an invitation for. That's for crazy. It, they did it before Star Wars because they knew there was going to be a lot of people before Star Wars. That's a great move. Part great of move. me kind of wonders, like, what have movie critics been doing the last six months? You know what I mean? Like, there was only yeah. one Trolls World tour <laughs> to review. They've been they've been reviewing their dinners. And- so. Like, are they being extra harsh on this movie? It could be. I was I was listening to one podcast where they're saying, oh, all the people that just wanted to, like, review this and give this a negative review so that they could use the palindrome dud. Ah, <laughs> Jenny is a dud. That's so funny. I doubt it. But I am happy to go to a confusing movie. I yes. like Christopher Nolan for challenging me in that way and confusing me. And probably the first time I saw Inception, I was like, I, I got it. I understood what happened. Then I had to go home and read the Wikipedia ten times. And that's fine. I like that a lot. And same with uh, Interstellar. I think that's great. I generally yeah. do get them. But, like, if that's what it is, if it is confusing to me, if the only beef these critics have is mm-hmm. confusing, great. That makes me want to see it even more. Now, this does bring us to that Kirst and I are taking our dumb lives in our hands here. We're the canaries in the mine for some reason. And we're going to see it in a movie theater on Thursday. Okay, question. (sighs) If you hear this... Are you going to be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'll read the Wikipedia. Tell me how it ends, Kirsten. Goodbye. Paul and I already had this conversation today just because I was trying to like rationalize us going to this movie after this article came out that said, where is it? Uh, there, there is, is no, no scenario where going to the cinema is safe, say it's, says scientists. Yeah. Um, Scott Derrickson, who was the original uh, director for uh, the Doctor Strange sequel. Also said, do not go see Tenet or any other movie in theaters oh, right now. God. And we, we saw these articles after we bought our tickets. I know. Um, but my ar- argument, or whatever I'm going to say about this, is that in these articles, there is no mention of what the theaters are doing for distancing. And so I wonder yeah. if they're coming from a very American perspective where some states aren't, that social distancing isn't even a law or a bylaw. Oh. So I, I wonder if they're thinking this is people going to the cinema in, you know, full Texas. There's no distancing. You're in a full theater. Right. There's all mm. this other stuff. Like, here's the thing. Last Friday, Cineplex reopened all of their theaters across Canada. And if you go to rev- to reserve a seat in one of their auditoriums, it's like a pair of seats here and then a huge blank empty space where you can't reserve any seats. Yeah. Pair of seats here, pair of seats there, pair of seats there. Cineplex has a whole health and safety page talking about their, you know, their symptom-free policy and how they're keeping their washrooms clean and their mm. clean sanitation, you know, like... Oh, like the emails that we got back in February and March. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Oh Please come that. to the theaters! Um, so there's only, yeah, we're going to the IMAX. They're only selling, I think it's maybe 49 seats. Um, and like, hey, man, I, I, I don't like to go against scientists and be like, well, the science says not to, but I'm going to make excuses. But I feel like specifically because this article 
wasn't like, even if you do this, even if you do this, even if you do this. They were just like, absolutely not. Don't go to a movie. I know. For them to say there's no scenarios, like, what if it's just me in a yeah. hermetically sealed theater? Yeah. Like, that's a yeah. scenario. Well, but so I- the quote from the article, this doctor says, the thing people need to realize is there's really no zero risk scenario during this pandemic. No. We're advising people not to interact with others beyond their immediate family or home bubble unless absolutely necessary. Limiting gatherings of 10 or more people in any given area and to avoid indoor areas. Mm-hmm. And you should definitely not be in an indoor area where you'd be taking your mask off, not even for eating. Movie theaters have all of that. My plea to you guys yeah. is to please have eaten before. Yeah, Paul was like at first very excited for popcorn and yeah. now... Honestly, dude, get, it on my get way one out. on the way out. Yes, yeah. thank you. Please, please, please. Like, <laughs> what I did say to Paul about the coughing, I was like, come on guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. You only have to worry if somebody coughs or sneezes. Yeah. <laughs> Which nobody has ever done in a theater. Uh, yeah, right. So I'm like, are you serious, Kirsten? That if you here in the back someone like you're like oh I'm leaving like come on what are you thinking he was like he's like this movie's gonna be almost two and a half hours long you don't think anybody's gonna come yeah. <laughs> so. he's like that's your red flag like <sighs> masks on the entire time yes. I get it yeah, yeah that's my plan honestly I plan to have uh, a sacrificial long sleeve overshirt oh. I plan not to touch anything I don't know if I'll go so extreme as to wear gloves but I do keep a pair of gloves on me and basically yeah get out of the theater take the thing off turn inside out ball it up throw it in the laundry when I get home kind of thing because, um, and yeah, mask on the entire time. Me before, I just, I'm, I'm, just a little paranoid, you know. No, and just you like play, play safe, friends. Okay, I'm gonna go straight. I'm gonna go straight to the shower and just hot scrub myself <laughs> as soon as I get home. Honestly, <laughs> nothing no, wrong with not that. A bad idea. Nothing so, are you going that. then, bud? I'm going on the Friday noon. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. oh, we'll have dude. a death-defying yeah. review and recommendation of this stupid movie so we've been waiting for. I am excited too. Dead. I'm so excited to have a movie that we're going to be reviewing. 100. Yeah. percent Sorry. Why aren't you coming with us, Ryan? Um, taking the family on a little trip. So, oh, okay. That's oh, that's cute. sweet. To the United States. No, I'm just <laughs> oh my god! That's <laughs> not even a funny joke, dude. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Netflix is recreating Stranger Things sets in L.A. and you can drive your car through them, which isn't is this speed round? Let's get speed round speed going round. here. Speed sure, round, okay. get us through a speed round. Netflix is recreating iconic Stranger Things sets in L.A. and you can drive through them in your car. Sixty dollars USD per car. Tickets on sale August twenty sixth. Starts in October. Wow, people are desperate for any old shit to do. Woo! Next, here we go. There's Woo. a French version of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is kind of hilarious because the casting in this is incredible. All the people look like they're. English speaking counterparts. It's fantastic. Esquad 99. Um, <laughs> Olivia Wilde has been. So, this part is official. Olivia Wilde has been tapped to uh, for an untitled female fronted Marvel film. And then the rumors in here say is it might be Spider Woman. We don't it won't know. be. It will not be. She, oh, Spider Woman is not. Brian, you back me up on this. Spider Woman is not a marquee name that you're going to put into a Marvel movie. Or is it? Come on. Spider Woman. Sorry, what are you trying what? to say? Spider, spi- no, right? They're not gonna, the Spider Woman is not that level of. Oh no, Kirsten and her <laughs> getting exercise. Is walking. Is walking in place and riling up Gary. Hilarious. But no, spy, it'll be someone else. It'll be a different female character, but not Spider Woman. Uh, it could be. It could be. I did hear though, because like they had rumors way back when that they're good trying to do a Madam Web movie. So I was like, oh, maybe. This Ooh, is it. Okay, but, next. Here we go, bud. Keep going. Black Widow has appeared on the VOD service Movies Anywhere. Who? Just, what is that? Yeah, next. Moving on. What is VOD? Here we go. Video on demand. I have that. I have to take penicillin. Next, we go. Disney Plus has finally confirmed something new about the 
Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Yay! It'll be a one-off series. That's it. It'll just, makes sense. It'll be a one-off that series. Totally makes it's a sense. Ten-hour long, okay ten-hour long movie is what it is. Next, there's just these headlines, updates from the New Mutants, Candyman, and more. That article was huge. There's so much <laughs> stuff in it. I'm not gonna dig into it. The mu- New Mutants is coming out. The New, New Mutants, Mutants is actually bad. coming out. Yeah. Yes, Looks it terrible. totally does. Show notes. Yeah. Put it in the show notes. Keep going. The Society and I am not okay with this. Have been canceled by Netflix due to COVID-related circumstances. Speed round. Why aren't you okay with it, bud? Ha <laughs> Good job. Next. Uh-huh. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's good job. Reviews and recommendations. Who's got them? You got one, I'll and go I got one. one. I'll uh, go, and you got one. Oh, good. I got nothing. All right, Brian, why don't you start us off? Uh, I have been watching the Netflix uh, documentary series called High Score. Oh, you started that. They oh, said that yeah. to me. I me really want to see that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Interesting. Very interesting. I like. like I read a story about uh, the, the really interesting episode with Kirby in it. Mm. And like oh, how yeah. I got that name and everything, which is really cool. I won't Fun. Spoil yeah. it, but it's, it's, it's early on in the series. Yeah. It's like second episode or whatever. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. seriously, even if you're the mediocrest of video game fans, yeah. it, it'll be an interesting watch for cool. you. Uh, the episodes are like maybe 40 to 50 minutes per, but they go into stages like, One's, you know, typically about like Atari and kind of where they got their start. The Nintendo, then Sega, Mm. role-playing games, fighting games. It's all really good. Look at this. It's on the top of my Netflix. This is what they're they're serving to me. I I found that the additional aspects to it, because I I put it on. I was kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't even feel like watching anything. Uh, Put it on. And I was like, yeah, I know what this is going to be. It's going to be the history of these guys making video games. And we got the idea for Pac-Man and Bart, 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 whatever. But then it was, I found there were some interesting aspects. Like I sat up and paid more attention when they were talking with that trans woman who talked yep. about how early on she got real into video games because – I don't even know if it was like as a part of her transition had even begun yet or whatever, but it was like she could, you know, she didn't feel comfortable in her own body. I felt they should have explored that a little bit more because they glazed over it. It's true. And I was like, oh, that didn't really do any sort of justice. And I almost had to confirm with myself that, oh, she she is a trans woman. Right. Because they showed then the interview. Right. uh, And then the interview was like, oh. Okay, so that is yeah. So she's a trans woman. Okay, that, yeah. I, I thought they could have explored it a bit more. I yeah, you're probably right. Maybe it'll come back. I just thought it was a neat thing that it was like, yeah, it made a it made a really strong point that video games did that for a lot of people. You don't have to be transgender to feel like my life sucks or my body sucks or whatever, and to escape into video games in a kind of a healthy way. I thought was a, a neat thing. Cool. So mm. so I liked that. You're right. You're probably right. Not. As deep as you could have gone into it, but I like that yeah. even that element was there. But even yeah, like and you and you're totally right in that. A lot of it is this is the history of how this person, this guy, was eating a pizza and he took a mm-hmm. slice and was like, "Oh, that looks like a Pac-Man guy," yeah, or whatever. <laughs> um, that looks but, like a Pac-Man guy because <laughs> yeah, they didn't have Pac-Man then. Uh, <laughs> right this way to the mental yeah. hospital, crazy <laughs> person. <laughs> but. Uh, the thing I liked, I found the most interesting is when they also showed, you know, like say Nintendo, they showed Nintendo's successes, but they also showed their failures and like the bumps they took to get to there. So This is a Netflix limited series. There's six episodes. They run between 37 and 47 minutes. The only reason I haven't been watching it, because every time I open up Netflix, it's there, is I finally got around to watching The Boys. I'm on episode episode five of The Boys. And at the end of episode one and the end of episode two, I literally did this. My mouth is really wide open. I was like shocking endings. (laughs) Wait, are you the only one that's watched this? 
which that hasn't watched the boys. It probably. No, I've, well, I think I was the only one. No, Art, Art hasn't seen it. No, Art's seen the first episode. Yeah. Which is wow. Why would you continue after that first episode? That was amazing. It's funny because like Art had a lot of really good things to say about the first episode, and then he just so then I went and watched it, <laughs> the whole and thing. then he was like, "Yeah, I haven't. I gotta catch up." I mean, Have you seen it, Paul? Episode. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Oh, you okay. did. Okay, never mind. It's just me and Art then. Uh, Paul, what did you watch? I watched. An American Pickle. And so did you, Kristen. Yes, I also watched An American Pickle. Yeah, what did you think? I like pickles. What's an American Pickle? <laughs> so the, um, An American Pickle is this movie with Seth Rogen. It's kind of a low budge. I'm sure it was meant to get a theatrical release, uh, but kind of be like a little bit Do of a... Do you think it was supposed to get a... Thir- like, I didn't get yeah. that vibe from it. Ooh. I read that it did. Ooh, I'm glad. Oh, so it's a, it's, this is a movie. Then. It's a movie, yeah. Oh, okay. And in fact, it, it did... It was like a good, what, 123. It was like an hour and 23 minutes. Yeah, right it was a pretty an tight hour and 20 time. And yeah, it actually, it, it did get a theatrical li- release in huh. Europe or in, or in certain places in <laughs> Europe. Uh, so the premise is, and I, I was kind of... <laughs> Sorry, I just read the premise. Yeah, go ahead and read the premise. An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. That sounds amazing! Yeah. <laughs> and the trailer got me because it's it, the trailer is exactly what it is. It's Seth Rogen playing, you know, an, uh, an immigrant 100 years ago with a thick accent. Is this a serious role? Well, this yeah. is the thing. It's like it really skirts the line. Then so he gets brined and he wakes up and he meets his great great grandson, also played by Seth Rogen. Oh, they wow. happen to be the same age. <laughs> oh. And then it's this struggle goes on from there. Yeah. And and then like it explores. It's got some interesting topics. That yeah, it, it touches on in in a very nice way. I thought they because it's such a silly premise. But then it, the movie actually does have serious things to say. Yes. So they get away with uh, the parts that are like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. They, it's like they finger gun you from the movie screen and they're like, it's a joke movie. Shh, shh, be quiet. Joke, joke, joke. And at you're like, okay, I'll let you get away with this. And then it gets into like more serious. Yeah, at the beginning, like when he gets Brian in the pickles and they pull him out and like there's Johnny screaming at the TV like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I'm going to you do this. And then like they, there's like a throwaway line. It's like, the scientists explained it and it all made sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> wow. So by them saying, right, like, no, this is a comedy, you shush, yeah. it like it quiets down anyone who would say, like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Johnny. IMDB no, classes no, like that too. <laughs> yeah. IMDB classes this as a comedy rated PG 13 for some language and yeah, I, humor. I definitely But wouldn't. it's not like laugh out loud no, funny. I, if you're wanting like a comedy, I would not go put American Pickle on. No. Like, this is definitely like a thinking person's comedy yeah. with some things that it wants to say about modern society mm-hmm. and our values and um you know that like that's pretty much what it what it's about interesting yeah i thought it was interesting the way that it walked the line of like it both uh criticizes and lauds both a hundred years ago and today yeah it's like People were good for these reasons a hundred years ago, but obviously bad. And then people are good today, but obviously also bad for these different reasons. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Sure. I didn't even like pick up on the. But you're right; like it totally does that. I didn't even pick up on the bad old stuff. Like I did. Yeah. But obviously, but like you saying it like that, and yeah. Yeah, it, it's neat. It kind of has a critique for everyone involved, which is, I think, that's the right thing. That's what you. That's correct. I'm glad it didn't get released in theaters. I don't think it would have done well. No. I think it's a great. I watched it on wherever the heck I watched it. Yeah. Movie. 
Yeah, yeah, same. So is this also, this is not just starring Seth Rogen. He wrote this and directed this? He did not write it, which I was surprised about because I thought when it ended, I was like, so Seth Rogen wrote this and he starred in it. Yeah. But he didn't. Seems like a passion project. Yeah, Directed by Brandon Trost, written uh, written by Simon Rich. And and based on a short story, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, like going back to what I was saying about um, uh, Seth Rogen was in an episode of... Oh shoot! Um, that chef's. The, anyway, he was oh, showing yes. that chef uh, around Vancouver, and he had this uh, thing about where he talks about like he never writes characters that are smarter than him. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good quote. Yeah, and then like so uh, that's what I was thinking. He's like, oh, did, would he have written this? Like, that's interesting. I but, wouldn't yeah. say that either of the characters he plays are smarter than him, though. Necessarily, it's like the young version <laughs> of him, like Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's like he's a little bit smarter than Seth Rogen, I think. Like he's yeah. like an app developer, so you gotta, oh okay, yeah. But I will say that um, you know, as much as Seth Rogen is one of our provincial mascots now, who tells <laughs> us to not party with each other in COVID, and we'll listen to him. Only smoke weed and watch, watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that this was the most enjoyable Seth Rogen movie that I had watched in wow. a very long time. <laughs> okay, sure. Right. So yeah, I would uh, I would give it a recommendation if you're looking. I thought, and I didn't watch it as a date movie. My date was uh, in the bedroom watching something on her iPad, and I was like, <laughs> should I walk across the house and tell her to come watch this movie? Nah, put it on by myself. <laughs> but I but I felt bad about it because I bet it would be a very cute little date movie. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it was a cute little date movie. Yeah. That was nice. Did you see something else, Christian? Uh, yeah, this is an old one, uh, but I watched Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's was great. this on Art's oh. recommendation? Because this is Art's favorite movie, hands is down. Is it really? Oh no, weirdly. A friend of mine um, at my birthday was like, my favorite movies ever are Edge of Tomorrow and The Notebook. Whoa. Art is listening to this right now. He's not in this episode. He's listening to this and his head is exploding. Screaming. So was was it great? It was fine. Like I Groundhog Day. It was was literally Groundhog Day. Action Groundhog Day. With action-y Tom Cruise in it. It was... was, (laughs) See, I I really... He's exploding right now. He's like... Groundhog Day! <laughs> I really like Emily Blunt, but I really don't... Eh, the Cruiser is not really kind of... So I never oh, yes, bothered with this movie. I Sorry, Art. watch it for... Like, it wasn't too long. It yeah. was like a good... Yeah. It was a good length. It, it was, was like a fun sci-fi. 113 minutes. Uh, was it really that long? Yeah, that is long. Oh, oh then no, that's almost hour. It doesn't feel that long. No, it's almost it's like, Because it's like Groundhog Day esque. Yeah, it really doesn't feel like. That I think long. they do a good job of yeah. the concept, and they do keep the concept interesting. Um, so, I, if you're a sci-fi fan and haven't seen the movie, which I am, and I was shocked when I found out that here's this sci-fi movie I haven't seen. Yeah, like I would watch it, but like, no, it was not the best movie ever. I, it was, it was fine. Why did we all miss this when it came out? Why I don't know. Why? Why was I remember there was marketing, but why did I not care? Because Tom Cruise. All I can think is that I thought that it was like a Mission Impossible movie. Maybe because didn't yeah. another like Edge of Something or Something Tomorrow come out at a similar time? I but it looked bad. I yeah. think I think the marketing lot, didn't though. get it and didn't yeah. market it properly. And then all of a sudden, all the reviews started coming out, and it's just like, oh yeah, great, great movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, and like, sorry, bad name as well. Like yeah, I think that makes it sound schlocky. This might have been a Tom Cruise problem though, because it didn't even come out with like Jack Reacher at the same time. Yeah, oh god, Oblivion, which looks similar. Yeah, like, there was a all... lot of Tom Cruise movies out, and so yeah. I think maybe it was just saturation. But like, this is not. 
anything to, like who's who's the director of this isn't it like a fairly notable director yeah i think it is checking uh, directed by oh it's Doug Lyman from the Barney there, movies yes. oh yeah. my god oh, oh I should yeah. totally watch this so yeah and I think this is all about the director not so much a Tom Cruise movie well, Bill mm-hmm. Paxton and Brendan Gleeson are in it too yeah. Bill Paxton yeah <laughs> I didn't even recognize Bill Paxton where when did he was you in it. where did you watch it um maybe on Amazon Prime I think okay. it was or yeah something it's on one, one of, of those them. things yeah. um anyway yeah if you're a sci-fi fan I would and you have it weirdly it flew under the radar like it did for any, everyone yeah. else I would recommend just putting it I on I can't believe it, this is the episode that art's not here <laughs> <laughs> we're actually right? recommending it tomorrow cuz it bombed right like it's my understanding that it bombed. I don't think it bombed cuz 178 I, million at the box at the at the oh no sorry 370 million at the box office. Can you look up if there's going to be a sequel? Because I think I've heard that there's going to be a sequel to it. In December 15, Macquarie said the crew had a deal for a sequel. It's locked and loaded. Let's see. March 19. Um, It's still in the planning stages as of January. Okay. That's from Doug Lyman. Did Jack Reacher bomb? It must have. Well, they came out with a sequel. What? That doesn't mean anything, Jack Reacher never go back? Is the cruiser in that too? Oh my god! See, and this was also the Tom Cruise problem at the time because the Jack, the character Jack Reacher was supposed to be this giant tall dude, and they cast Tom Cruise, this short guy. Yeah. Um. So Edge of Tomorrow, it's rated seven point nine on IMDb. Like it's it's very highly rated. So. And the thing, one of the things I liked about it, I will say about the cruiser, um, (laughs) is that his role in it is very contrary to what you think it's going to be. In Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, oh. which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, right. Well, that's good because, yeah, whether it's Jack Reacher or even the Mission Impossible movies, it's like, come on. Yeah. Play, yeah, you're just so little. Uh, yeah, we get that you like to do your little stunts, okay? But uh, you're a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll uh, say a few words just about some of the episodic stuff that's going on TV right now. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, I find myself looking forward to Thursdays nice. when the new episode drops, but it was in this latest, the third episode, um, that I was like, oh boy, this humor is like oh. kind of grating on me now. Just at one certain part. Otherwise, I am still enjoying it. Um, I think the runtime helps. I'm really slowly turning into the what's the runtime, Kirsten James, yeah. because <laughs> the other thing I'm watching weekly now is uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes, watch the second episode. It's good. It's really, really good. And like both episodes have something like really intense happening in both of them. So it's like you're almost getting like a movie level action climax. In both of the first two episodes, HBO just does it right, man. Like they really do. They really do. Like you could have come out strong out of the gate in that first episode with the action in that one, and then be like, "Okay, we'll chill out now until the second to last episode of this uh, season." But no, right back into it for for episode two. The problem is that like at around the thirty nine minute mark, I find myself. Checking what's the runtime. I'm like, I'm tired of this. Wrap up. You're taking too long. What's going on? Easy, Kirsten. Jeepers. Come to the side. Okay. Come to the time side. (laughs) So honestly, like, as good as things are, eh, trim, 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 I think. Yeah, 23 minutes. (laughs) Anything else? Anything else? Kirsten James, where can we find you on Instagram? Kirsten.james. Where can we find you on the zone, Kirsten? 
in the midday zone, so 10 one, to 2. Monday through Friday. Paul Blastino. How oh, wonderful. Um, add Paul Blastino and in the afternoon zone. Ryan? Boytano913, Twitter, Instagram, and Monday to Sunday. <laughs> no. Mixtape, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Mixtape, Monday to Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday is 10 to 4. Art Aronson on all socials, and I guess between the stammers is still going strong because I guess there's is there still hockey? Yeah, th- this by the way, we never said that Art wasn't here. I just made several comments about the Gary being here, but nobody. Oh ever, shoot! Nobody oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I we didn't said, officially say Art is not here. It, I just kind of realized when you were talking about yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, and I was like, Oh, Art's oh, missing Art's this. Here. Um, yeah, he's watching the Canucks Golden uh, Golden Knights game right now, so he which makes sense yeah. that he's going to take some. You know, as long as this Canucks run lasts, That's research for another podcast that he does yeah. between the stammers, which yeah. I think he's still going to do tomorrow. Like, is he still doing two episodes per week? On the edge of tomorrow. Oh. Oh, It'd be like Groundhog Day for him. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Another Between the Stammers podcast. (laughs) Just wait until the Canucks lose, like in 2011. Oh, Oh. I'm Webmeister Bot on all socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 99. We have absolutely nothing planned for episode 100. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner. It doesn't make any sense, though. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make any sense what we said. How how does it not? Between the Stammers is back. COVID-19 shut us down. He wants to make another one. Yeah, can we not? Art Aaron, who wants to make another one? Let's do another one. This should be the whole... Can only be like we're a little rusty. It can only be like thirty seconds. All right, that's all right, the problem. Right. We're right? a little rusty. I mean, like, when have we ever done more than one take? Never. Yeah, that's not how we do it. Okay. The well, then let's make this the take. Between the stammers is back. Everybody get excited. Canucks are going to win the cup. Peace. At thezone.fm/slash/podcast.